of grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, sometimes we run into a kind of hard reality within the word of our God. And that, that is the, the fact that our, our, our lives, our circumstances are, are not always happy ones. They're, they're not always joyous ones. In fact, through this Advent season, we're going to talk about, yes, some kind of hard times. But also the wonderful truth that, that we have is that God is faithful. The God says he will be beside us through even difficult circumstances. That he will always look out for us. He will always care about us. And he will always help us. Tonight we see the, this wonderful story of uh, Zechariah. A man and his wife that we are told are even blameless in God's eyes. But a man and his wife that are unable to have any children. Now that must have been a great puzzlement to them, I, I, I would imagine. For, you know, as we're, we're looking through the scripture, the scripture is talking about, you know, that people should be able to examine the outcome of our way of life. That as we're growing in years, people should be able to, to look to us. They should be able to see our, our life story. They should be able to come to know Jesus, in fact, by seeing the way that we lived out our lives. And yet, how difficult it must be for a couple that doesn't have any children. How hard such a thing must be. As you, you think to yourself about that verse, you say, well, you know, examine the outcome of my, my way of life. And, and then you, you look around your empty home. And you would say, wow, I mean, you know, sure, my, my wife and I, we, we don't drink and we don't smoke and we don't chew and we don't hang out with people that do. But what is that really? How are we passing on any kind of godly heritage? How, who are we influencing? How are we having an impact in, in our world? It has to be so Difficult. And that's the situation that Zechariah and his wife find themselves in. You know, they're trying to lead godly lives. They're, they're successful from God's standpoint. You know, God says in his holy word that both of them are blameless in his sight. But yet, there's kind of that idea that if I really was doing it right, wouldn't I get some blessings? If I really was following God's will, wouldn't there be something a little bit more? They're kind of struggling in that sense. They kind of want you know, something a, a little bit 
more. They want God to, to come and show his power in their lives. They want to be, you know, that example, that, that kind of role model. They just kind of sense it. And year after year, there's nothing. Year after year, there's no change. Year after year, they're kind of going through the same motions and they're not having children. And now comes this very wondrous day, though. For doesn't it seem as if, you know, the Lord... God, in a sense, you know, kind of tests people at times. We kind of see that same theme kind of going through the scriptures, don't we? Where a person is allowed to be downtrodden, a person is allowed to be in slavery even, in a sense. A person is allowed to go through years of trial and tribulation until finally comes that blessed outcome. But we don't like that in-between part, do we? Right, wouldn't it be nice if, if you know, we, we just said, aha, you know, you, you, you became a Christian and all of that bad stuff just kind of fell away. And then you just kind of walk in, in sunlight and summertime for the rest of your life, right? And all these happy things kept happening to you as you went down through the years until finally the gates of heaven opened and there was Jesus to welcome you in. But that'd, that'd be a, a, a lot easier for a salesman to be able to make a pitch, wouldn't it? you come to Jesus. And it's all smooth and perfect. That's kind of what we would really like, isn't it? But no, the, the Lord comes and he says, guess what? You know, there, there's going to be some hard times. And guess what? There's maybe even going to be years of struggle. And, and guess what? Your heart's desire maybe isn't even going to be achieved in your lifetime. And maybe it's going to be hard. And maybe people around in, in the community are even going to be, you know, bad-mouthing you a little bit at times. And you're going to be struggling at times. And it's going to be just a fight even to maybe get up in the morning and continue on. But for Zechariah, that wonderful day finally came. Uh, chosen by Lot to be the one who was able to enter the table on that particular day to, to be able to burn the incense inside. The only one who, who was able to you know, go behind the curtain into that area, the Holy of Holies, to be able to, to burn the incense there. Everyone else having to you know, remain outside. Now, those Old Testament days, it was kind of unique because on only one day out of the year could one individual enter in to the Holy of Holies. Everyone else, they were stuck outside, right? 
And there he is, and he's been given the task of this very special work, and, and he's you know, performing it, and suddenly an angel appears to him. You know, a, a, a kind of lesser person might have said, you know what, it's about time. My wife and I have been doing it right for you know, 60, 70 years. It's about time an angel appears. But no, he doesn't do that. And the angel gives him that, that wonderful news. You're going to have a son. And, and perhaps even, even more wonderful news, you know, considering some of the, the folks in the Old Testament... No, your son is going to be a joy to you. Right, you know, maybe right away, you know, it comes to your mind, you know, Samson. You know, there, there were Samson's parents, and, you know, they're, they're trying to have a, a, a child, and they get the good news, you know, oh, you're going to have a, a, a son, and, you know, he's going to be a Nazarite, and you've got to make sure he doesn't drink any wine, and you've got to make sure he doesn't touch any dead thing, and you've got to make sure he doesn't cut his hair. And, and, and Samson, he did all of those things. He was a handful. You know, he, he caused, you know, turmoil to, to his parents. But Zechariah gets, you know, that, that wonderful news. Your son is going to be a joy. He's going to bring a lot of people back to God. Right? It, it's going to be a, a great experience to have him for a child. But yes. But unfortunately, in our story for today, Zechariah slipped up a, a, a little bit, didn't he? Because the doubt entered in. And it's so very easy when we're kind of being put to the test. It's so very easy when we're going through a, a struggle. It's so easy when you've been praying for, you know, 15 or, or 20 years and nothing has really changed. And that, that other person's life that you've been praying for. You, know, you, you get to year 21 and, and you say, man, you know, I've been praying for 20 years. Why? Why Why should I keep trying? Why should I pray for that person anymore? Now that, that, that doubt, it's so easy for it to creep in, isn't it? And yes, it, it, it happened to Zechariah. You know, the, the Bible is truthful. Right, the Bible tells us about the actual events that people were, were going through. The, the Bible doesn't you know, sugarcoat the, the great heroes of faith, but rather it allows us to have insight into the trials and tribulations that, that they were going through. And so Zechariah gets this wonderful news uh, given to him personally by an angel of the living God, and he, he slips a little bit. He says, well, how can I know that what you're saying is true? I mean, I, I, I want to believe, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, maybe this could happen, but I've been disappointed 
so many times. I don't know if I can believe you. How can I know? And the angel lays on him a, a little bit of muteness, doesn't he? Like, okay, Zechariah, this is how you can know. You're not going to be able to speak till all these things come to pass. Your voice is gone. You're not going to be able to talk. You're going to have to communicate through, you know, sign language. You're going to have to, you know, write out your requests. You're going to be struck mute. Now, dear friends, it it is kind of interesting in a a sense that, you know, God as our Heavenly Father, you know, still, you know, kind of directs our paths, doesn't he? And God as one who cares about it, you know, he he still has, you know, standards. And when we break those those standards, there's going to be some consequence. But it's also very interesting to, to note that nothing you know, permanently damaging happened to Zechariah. I, I think you know, really that's kind of a difference that you and I need to consider uh, you know, as we're going through our lives, as we're trying to provide counsel uh, to other people. Because sometimes you, know, you see a, a devastating circumstance take place and other people will, will say, well, I, I guess that was God's will. If that was people must have just really bad things. Yeah. But no. Because God as our Heavenly Father loves us so much. He doesn't bring into our lives you know, permanently damaging things. Those are not from his hand. And it's just like if, if you looked over at, at your neighbor, you know, and your neighbor is fed up with this 21-year-old kid, you know, and he's, oh, this kid, I can't stand him, and so I'm going to cripple his foot. I'm going to cripple his foot so he can't go out and do any more bad things again. Is that what? Call somebody about child abuse. What do you mean you, you love your son so much you crippled his foot so he can't go and do bad things anymore? What are you talking about? See? And if that's how you know, we would respond to just our neighbor down the road, how much more should we respond when people put things like that upon our God? You see, God throughout the scriptures talks about how much he loves us. And God through his holy word talks about how he desires that we would be saved. He longs for us to come to the knowledge of him. God through the the scriptures says, you know, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. It is I barge in the house and break your leg to keep you from doing bad things anymore. 
No, I stand at the door and I patiently knock because I love you and I want you to come to know me. And I want you to love me in return, not because I'm forcing you, but simply because you feel my love. And that's the wonderful story of our God. Certainly he cares about us. And yes, certainly there might be times in our lives when he, he lays maybe a little muteness upon us, right? So just kind of reinforce, you know, you, you, you slipped up a little bit. You know, you, you need to make some changes. But we see it wasn't a permanent condition and it, it wasn't something, you know, terribly damaged Zechariah's line. Yeah, he sinned. Yeah, he, he doubted. The, the Bible tells us the truth about that. The consequence is, you know, now for a, a limited you know, amount of time, things are, are a little bit tougher for him, but still he has that great promise, doesn't he? Now, after being married for all of these years and, and trying to, you know, raise a family, we're going to have a son. Wow. And I, I wish I could talk about it more, but I messed up. The Lord took my voice for a while. But still, there's the promise. And still there's that wonder inside. Dear friends, I, I know that we're all going through struggles at times, aren't we? And I, I'm not telling you anything new to say, you know, in, in this life things can be hard, and in this life there can be disappointments, and in this life, you know, you can have a season where nothing is going right. But still, we have that promise to cling to. That God loves us. And God says he has good things planned for us. God says his desire is that we would come to know him in an ever-increasing way. God tells us in his word that he will be there with us, even going through all those hard times. Just a, kind of a, an, an interesting you know, side light that, that has come to me this week for as we've been experiencing the, the COVID um, problems and difficulties, I've talked some about, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Knowing what God had called them to do, and, and yet that the, the cost of that could be, you know, being placed in the furnace, right? We've talked about Daniel and, you know, him continuing to do what he needs to do, even knowing the cost might be, you know, that the government, you know, locks him away and puts him in a lion's den for his punishment. 
But Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they stood before the king and they said, you know, oh, mighty king, our God is fully able to ensure our survival even though you place us in that furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're gonna follow him. See, the, the king at, at that particular moment in time, he didn't say, oh, wow, you guys have such great faith. I think I'll just let you out. No, you, you know what happened. Those three men were placed in the furnace. And then the king said, oh, light it up. Make it even hotter than it's ever been. And they're kind of looking around and they're kind of peering inside and you know the flames are, are uh, growing higher. The Bible tells us that there came to stand with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego one who was like unto the Son of God. Now, you know, it's hard maybe for us to imagine what that is, but okay, you know, here's three men, and they're being executed, and, you know, it's, it's through flame and fire, and they're in this furnace, and the, the flames are ever-growing, and we can imagine, you know, kind of a, a glowing one, in a sense. A fourth person comes to stand there in the midst of that. Jesus himself sheltering them, sustaining them through perhaps the, the most terrible moments of their life, even giving to them new life, preventing their bodies from being consumed in the flame. He is there present with them. And dear friends, that is exactly what our Lord wants to be for each of us. Now perhaps you are going through a, a time when, when you feel like, you know, I'm, maybe I'm in the furnace. Perhaps you're going through a, a time of struggle when you're you know, saying within yourself, this is just kind of hard. Or it's taken a really long time. I, I was hoping you know, there would be a breakthrough right now. But the Lord is here with us. The Lord is in our hearts. He's in our minds. The Lord longs to be able to enter into the home of your heart, to be present with you always. He longs to be able to use the story of your life as an example for other people that are out in this world. He longs to be able to call each of us a son, a daughter, he longs 
to be the one who can take the details of our lives and weave them together into a beautiful example where other people outside can look at us and say, I've seen the outcome of your way of life. I want that in my life as well. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.